Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, newly elected Long Beach City Prosecutor Doug Halbert. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. Great Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Long Beach Magazine. Coastal living, city style. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the whole show is the new city prosecutor for the city of Long Beach, Doug Halbert. Doug, welcome back to Straight Talk. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I know there's a lot to talk about, but uh, we've read recently about gang injunctions and uh, a major advance that you and your colleagues uh, performed for the city. So tell us about that. Well, sure. Um, last month we announced uh, our latest gang injunction. Uh, our gang injunction program, I think, is one of the most innovative things we do here in Long Beach because it targets uh, criminal members of the street gangs that are really causing uh, the most significant problem uh, on our streets. We're really targeting the hardened criminals uh, who, who are causing all kinds of problems. And I know we have a population of about 500,000 people and about 5,000 gang members in town. So about 1% of the population are in gangs. And, and a very disproportionate amount of the violent crime is committed by gang members. So sure. it's a population we need to focus on. And so this injunction uh, does what? Well, uh, the injunction is actually a civil order. We go to court, we get a civil order uh, that targets uh, a criminal street gang as defined in the penal code, uh, and a court will issue an order restraining them from engaging in certain behavior. In addition to illegal behavior, there are some things which may seem like innocent behavior, hanging out together on the street corners, uh, sometimes just drinking alcohol uh, in, in the uh, public areas. Uh, a lot of things that you and I may not think are very serious when it's done in a gang context, it's done to intimidate people in the neighborhoods and in the communities. So we, we get a civil order restraining them from engaging in that behavior, and when they violate that order, it's a misdemeanor crime, 
and we can prosecute them for up to six months in jail. And there are given named defendants in the order, specific gang members, or is it just members of the gang? Well, the, uh, the case names the gang, but every gang member, to be subject to the order, you have to be personally served with the order. You have to give it, be given an opportunity to opt out of that, uh, that order. So the people who are on the injunction already know it. No one can be targeted for the injunction unless they've been served and have been given that opportunity. And we are only serving the most violent gang members, the most active gang members. Uh, and I haven't mentioned the gang name. It's the North Side Longos and the Sereno Gang, which is really an alliance of gangs. This is the first time anyone has targeted an alliance of gangs like we have uh, here in Long Beach. I read somewhere that some gang members who are subject to the injunction then choose to move out of the community because they don't want that problem. Well, some certainly do. Uh, it definitely curtails their behavior. Once we started serving the order, we noticed things got very, very quiet in the north side of, of Long Beach. And by the way, the order only applies in a certain safety area, a targeted area. And so once the order was on the street, once people started getting served with it, uh, they, they either stayed indoors or, or they moved out or they quieted their behavior, which is really what we're trying to uh, Well, out, outstanding. Here's a, a photograph of the press conference with you and the chief of police and the mayor and other police personnel announcing the injunction. And, and I have to say the police department has been a great partner in this. Uh, this is really a tool for law enforcement. We enforce it, but uh, it's the police on the street that are doing the job of keeping gang members uh, at bay. Do you anticipate more of these types of injunctions uh, in the months to come? I do, and I, and I should mention uh, we're the first to name the Sereños. The Sereños are, are an alliance of gangs. Uh, and I think we need to do more because it's one of the biggest problems. It's a growing problem, not just here in Long Beach, but outside. We have to go after these alliances and make sure they don't get a foothold in Long Beach. We have to keep them out of our borders. Your philosophy, uh, you're the, you lead 15 uh, lawyers in your office. Uh, your philosophy is the one that's the, the marching orders. Uh, what, are you, what are you telling the troops? Well, I remind them what a privilege it is to be a prosecutor. We, we have a great job. We have a very rewarding job, a very fulfilling job. Um, our job really is making a difference in the community. And as the city prosecutor, one of the things that I feel uh, grateful for every day is the opportunity to actually make our community a safer place, a better place to live. And I just remind them of that. It's a very powerful position, but it's also a very fulfilling position. There's no one in my office that, that isn't there because they want to do this. They want to be prosecutors. Did you bring in some new people after you won the election? I, I did. I, I've, you know, due to budget cuts, I only brought one person in uh, who was new, and he was actually a, a prosecutor and had worked in the city attorney's office. Uh, he's been with, uh, with us for about 15 years. He's a very experienced attorney, uh, and he's done a great job uh, in, in reinvigorating and, I think, uh, giving us a, a newness in the office that we need. And just for the record, the role of a prosecutor is not necessarily to secure a conviction in every case, is it? Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, the prosecutor is different than any other type of attorney. We not just have a duty to a client or a duty to advocate, we have a duty to justice. And I take that very seriously. And we often, uh, as facts come out, we don't believe uh, that a crime occurred, we will dismiss the case. So we have to do that. We cannot bring charges and prosecute a case unless we truly believe a crime occurred uh, and it needs to be addressed in court. And your cases are brought in the name of the people of the state of California. Just like the district attorney's office, uh, we, we file, we prosecute state law violations. We also prosecute city code violations. 
um, and we do prosecute in the name of the people, and I take that very seriously. So, for the end of the day, if a jury decides that there was not uh, sufficient evidence beyond a reasonable doubt to convict, you've still done your job. The jury has that obligation, actually. Well, yes, obviously I'm disappointed. I don't bring a case unless I truly uh, have a conviction that the case uh, is, is right uh, and that the person should be convicted. Um, but but ultimately the the day, you respect the, the will of the jury. Absolutely, absolutely. That's yeah. the way our system works. Yeah. I respect that very much. Okay, we'll be back with this discussion after these messages. Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. to care about economics is easier than you think. You just need to find a connection. Like how the Port of Long Beach supports one in eight jobs in our city alone. And how the port's commitment to going green is creating even more new jobs. So the Port of Long Beach? Cool. My no texting in class policy? Not so cool. The Port of Long Beach. Investing in jobs. Investing in you. The facts are in. California State University Long Beach is among the nation's finest universities. For the fourth consecutive year, the campus ranked in the top five public comprehensive universities in the Western United States. In 2007, Cal State Long Beach was named the third best value among all American public colleges and universities. Through superior teaching, research, and community service, Cal State Long Beach is changing lives for a changing world. As your business searches for smart ways to save, don't forget about the one that's right in front of you. Switch to the Charter Business Bundle and you can save big without sacrificing a thing. Get reliable business telephone and high-speed internet with local support and great features. Power your business with great savings starting today. It's easy to pay less and get more. Call now and make a switch to the Charter Business Bundle. Continuing our conversation with Long Beach City Prosecutor Doug Howard. Doug, you're recognized as an expert on, on nuisance cases, and you served previously in the city attorney's office, uh, in the city prosecutor's office, uh, uh, handling these nuisance cases. Give us a sense of why abating nuisances is so important uh, on the criminal side. Uh, well, it's been called the broken window theory before, uh, and I, I truly believe strongly that if public nuisances aren't abated quickly, they, they continue to grow. And uh, the public uh, or the broken window theory essentially is if a broken window goes unaddressed, it sends a message to the community that nobody cares about that house or that building, and the problem gets worse and worse and, and worse. And Mayor Giuliani in New York City did that very effectively with graffiti on the subways and throughout the city, and I know Pat West, our 
present city manager did it very effectively in Paramount when he was city manager there. And we can do it here in Long Beach. Uh, what we have to do is go after some of the worst cases and do it quickly. You can't let these things sit for a while. The public gets the feeling that nobody cares about them. They stop taking care of their own property. It sends a message to criminals. This is a neighborhood they can move into because nobody's watching. And there was one particularly notorious slumlord that you prosecuted. Uh, well, that was, it was several years ago, but I think it's still the record in Long Beach. Uh, we had one slumlord uh, who was convicted uh, and the house, the, the conditions were so deplorable that the judge who actually looked at the house um, gave him 14 months in county jail, wow. which is a very significant sentence. A, a lot of our violent criminals don't get 14 months in jail. For the condition of property that he owned and rented out. At, at one property that he one owned property. and rented out. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. He, he housed uh, parolees and sex offenders in this one house, and he uh, had illegal housing conditions that were, were so disgusting. Uh, the jury took no time in convicting him, and the judge sent a strong message which I think sends a message to the community. There was a lot of press on that case. So part of your marching orders to the troops are uh, continue with a vigorous nuisance abatement program. Absolutely. In fact, one of my first things in office was to meet with uh, fire department officials, health department, uh, code enforcement, building uh, and, and safety. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking them to bring me the most serious cases right away because I don't want them to wait. They have a, there's a process in the city that some cases can take a long well, you time. You give them warnings and the next warning. But they don't so. have to take that long. And I yes. want to expedite some of the more serious cases. We need to send a message uh, to the criminals uh, that are actually housing uh, people uh, illegally. We need to send a message that we're not going to put up with it for six months or a year before we do something about and it. And then the word gets out on the street and others start to comply voluntarily after you bring a case like that. Absolutely. We, we filed, uh, after uh, I took office, we filed a 23-count misdemeanor uh, complaint against a person who had rented out a warehouse and was cutting into the warehouse rooms, running electrical lines and plumbing lines to try to house a number of people. I, I believe this, this property owner thought uh, they could get away with it for six months or a year, make their money, and then move on. Uh, we got this person before they had put people in the housing, and that, that's, Outstanding. that saved the problem. You also are an expert in land use, election law, and ethics. Uh, tell us about your experiences in either of those areas. Well, for, for the last 10 years, I haven't just been a city prosecutor. I've been a city attorney outside of Long Beach on a contract basis. Uh, and one of the areas of expertise um, that I've developed is uh, in, in uh, California ethics laws. And I've done training to over 200 uh, officials, city officials, on things like conflicts of interest, um, you know, government contracting laws to make sure that the laws are followed properly. If the procedure is tainted, the public doesn't respect the, the process. Do you think here in Long Beach we need uh, additional uh, ethics legislation in the municipal code? I don't think we need additional legislation. I think we just need constant reminders to people. I, I think people generally uh, don't, uh, don't go and look, look for violations. They don't look for ways to violate the law. But they have to be reminded sometimes in the area of uh, conflicts of interest. They do. And, and you're also an expert in election law. Uh, well, absolutely. It's one of the expertise. Uh, it probably didn't hurt uh, since I had to run for this office. But uh, it's, it's one of those uh, niche areas in California law. There aren't a whole lot of attorneys who have litigated election cases. Uh, but I have uh, in my past outside of uh, Long Beach. I hope to never have to prosecute <laughs> someone for election code violations. Uh, but I certainly could, and I know the elections code uh, quite well. I know that intent of the voter is an important guideline for determining disputes. Uh, uh, have the new machines helped eliminate uh, some of the ambiguities? Well, I don't know. In fact, I testified in, in front of the state uh, elections co committee uh, when legislation was pending to go to uh, 
ballotless voting, you know, electronic voting. Yes. And I think you have to have a paper trail, a safeguard, so that I you agree. can audit the electronic voting. And who can forget in uh, Gore versus Bush in 2000 in Florida, those guys looking with the magnifying glasses at the at the dots and all. Yeah, hanging chads hanging was a chads. new uh, term in yeah. our in our vernacular, and uh, pregnant pregnant ballots or something with the the button pushed out a little bit, but not all the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the ultimate goal is, of course, to give vent to the will of the voter, but uh, reasonable people can differ on what a given piece of paper means. Right, right. And I think it's again goes to the process. Yeah. And land use. Uh, you're also an expert in land use. So. Well, with code enforcement goes land use rules, and, and sometimes land use uh, controls are very confusing. Uh, and I think it's important the lawyer who's prosecuting those cases has to understand how zoning decisions are made and building and safety decisions are made uh, at the legislative level in order to prosecute it effectively as a prosecutor. Great. Well, we'll be continuing our dis discussion, but first we have to pause for these messages. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. People need a hero. They need something they can believe in. That's where Dog the Water Copper comes in. Oh, no! All right, you little trout sniffer. Been watching you take a shower for the past 40 minutes. Think of all that water you're wasting. Well, I mean, that's really weird, Dog. I'm totally naked right now. We are back. I'd like to invite everyone to pick up a copy of our holiday issue of the Straight Talk magazine. It's at sponsor outlets throughout the city of Long Beach. It's one of our best issues and it's free. We invite you to enjoy it. Continuing our conversation with City Prosecutor Doug Halbert. I know the budgets hit your office like it has all and you're down from 21 attorneys to 15 mm -hmm. and uh, you prosecute a lot of cases each year. Uh, we, we do. Just in the last uh, year, we uh, prosecuted over 13,700 uh, cases. 
Uh, it's a significant uh, caseload, and the cases aren't going away. Crime doesn't go down in the middle of a recession generally, although Long Beach's numbers are very, very good. Actually, crime tends to go up when economic times. Uh, you're right, our numbers are down, thankfully, but uh, We're generally... We're the trend, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, now 13,000 cases don't all go to trial. Most of them settle. Correct. Yeah. Right. The vast majority of them do, but you're, you're talking about resources, and we don't have the resources we used to have, and that's the new reality. We, we're going to have to do more, more with, with less. less. It's a reality. And how do you do that? Well, I mean, there are a few things you absolutely need to do. You need to use technology to the fullest. Uh, we are using technology and we are using support staff for some of the more ministerial things that attorneys uh, may have done in the past. Um, you, you can't prosecute cases without prosecutors. That's something you absolutely need to have. But you can't prosecute 13,000 cases without an awful lot of people supporting them. We have paralegals, we have legal secretaries, uh, we, have, we have file clerks that do a fabulous job. And we have to use, we have to rely on them and rely on technology like never before and just be more efficient than we were before. And does the digital revolution help with that efficiency? Uh, it absolutely does. Uh, it absolutely does. And we are a very computerized office as far as prosecuting offices go. I should also say we're, we're doing a lot more in diverting cases from court for first-time offenders who are uh, guilty of rather minor uh, infractions. Uh, we are giving them an opportunity to uh, work off in community service, work off the crime yeah. without getting the case filed in court. Once it gets filed in court, there's an awful lot of expense to the taxpayers. We're having them clean out parks, paint out graffiti, clean up the beaches. They're doing that, and then the case doesn't get filed, uh, and that actually saves the taxpayers a lot of money. We're trying to focus on that also. This is a little bit off the direct subject, but we read about prisoners being released because of jail overcrowding, and this is just my personal view. Uh, at, at the federal level, over half of the inmates are there for nonviolent drug offenses, which to me is just a huge waste of resources when you can send a kid to Harvard for less money than imprisoning a person for a year. Mm -hmm. uh, a, lot of, a lot of people feel that uh, uh, there should be decriminalization of these, some of these drug offenses. Well, I, I actually had a, a very sobering tour of uh, the central jail in L.A. County yesterday. Uh, and I, I have to tell you, it is, it is amazing the volume that goes through the county jail system. And by the way, the release of, of, of prisoners is, is, uh, is really an issue in L.A. County that doesn't affect other counties. I didn't know that. But our, our uh, prisoners are But a federal are judge has, man, has said that this is unconstitutional, these conditions. Well, well targeting L.A. County in particular. Yes. The state has their own issues at state prisons. But of all the counties, L.A. County, I think, yeah. is the worst as far as releasing people early. That's another budget reality. Let's talk a moment about uh, Doug Halbert and your family. You've had uh, long-time family involvement in this community. Uh, share a little bit with us. Well, sure. My, um, one of my heroes in my life was my, my grandfather, who was a career military man. And when he retired uh, he, from the military, he took a job here in Long Beach. And he was the junior ROTC instructor at three different high wow. schools at the same time when, when the military was at its lowest as far as uh, yeah, yeah. public uh, popularity in the early 1970s and late 60s. Uh, he kind of consolidated programs and did a fabulous job. And, and there's a facility named after him. Yes, at Pauley High School, they named their junior ROTC building Stockwell Hall in, in honor of my uh, grandfather, uh, right. Lieutenant Colonel Harvey Stockwell. So I'm very proud of that. Uh, it, uh, my, my family uh, always has put an emphasis on, on public service, and I'm, I'm proud of that. Well, as you know, we start every Straight Talk show with a one-minute tribute to police, fire, and the military because we honor 
their service. As you should. I think yeah. that's appropriate. Yeah. Okay, we'll be back with the remaining portions of Straight Talk after these messages. Stay with us. Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks, and oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's. 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Continue our conversation with City Prosecutor Duck Halbert, who just told me about a fascinating volunteer prosecutor program. Well, one of the new things in our office, we are starting a volunteer prosecutor program where attorneys who want to volunteer in the office will get experience. They'll get uh, trained in uh, criminal procedure and criminal law. Uh, they've already had that training in law school, we'll give them a refresher course, and we're going to allow them to actually prosecute cases uh, in court. Um, this is an opportunity for an attorney who maybe has never had courtroom experience. As you know, prosecutors uh, almost live in court. They spend sure. all of their time uh, in trial and handling cases in court. Uh, that's basically what a prosecutor does. We have a valuable um, asset, and that is that in-courtroom experience, and I think we're going to get a lot of attorneys volunteering. I think it's a fantastic, idea, imaginative idea in these tough budgetary times. You will not get paid, but you will get that experience. We're putting the website up right now if you are interested in applying. Uh, this is a new program, and hats off to your office for coming up with this idea. Thank you, Art. Let's shift gears for a second. Uh, we lost someone who I know is near and dear to you this past year, and it was a friend of mine, Don Fultz, uh, a legendary political expert and uh, much beloved, and you owe a lot to Don. Well, I think legendary uh, is a good word to use to describe Don Fultz. Uh, he was uh, a mentor to me in many ways. Uh, he encouraged, I think, uh, very capable people to run for office. I don't think Beverly O'Neill would have run for office, but for Don Fultz. I don't think Steve Horn would have run for office, uh, but for Don Fultz. 
Um, and I think uh, he's really one of those private uh, folks that no one knows of, uh, and yet he's probably made a greater uh, impact on the political landscape in Long Beach than any other person in the last 50 years. He was a gentleman and a very private man, but had enormous influence in our our deepest condolences to the family uh, of, uh, of a good friend, Don Fultz. And, um, it's our last show of 2010, Doug, so anything you want to say in 30 seconds to our viewers? Well, certainly I want to wish everyone uh, a happy new year and a safe new year. Do everything you can to make Long Beach a safer community, uh, and I'll join you in that effort, and I look forward to working with you. Doug, thank you for joining us here on Straight Talk, and thank you for your service to our community. Thank you, Art. Okay. And join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.